the title is The Eternal Season, The Eternal Season You Choose. So I'm going to pray, and then we're just going to dive into this word. Uh, can we do this, though? I, I wanted to thank the worship team. I just thought they did a wonderful job this morning. Man, they're, they're, here, they're here really early. Three services work very hard, and I so appreciate them. Pray with me as we dive into the word. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word that we live by. Your word directs our life. It is the true compass, the north compass in our life. And we ask that you would send your word. You, you, you say you send your word and you heal. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of your mouth. Father, we thank you for your word that we just, man, we're all about your word. I pray right now that you would speak to every one of us by your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way right now. Speak through me. Touch every life here, the believer, the unbeliever, the struggling believer, who, wh whoever, the prodigal God, that you would touch hearts in such a beautiful fashion this morning. In Jesus' name, and everyone said. Uh, I got a, a lot of this information from Doctrine of Eternal State, Kevin Connor. Kevin Connor is an amazing theologian that we lean on at MFI. I'm part of MFI, Ministers Fellowship International. He is an amazing theologian out of Australia. I'm pretty sure is where he's from. And uh, a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about today is uh, what I've gained from him and some of his quotes and his teaching that I just, I just said. I want to be careful with this subject this morning because uh, I could probably presented in a, uh, it, it would probably be easily presented in a, a wrong fashion, and I don't want to do that. I want to carry the heart of the Father. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. I want Jesus to be enthroned in the praises of his people. I want him to be the King and the Lord of Heart of the City Church. I want to speak the truth in love, but I want to speak the truth. Did you follow that? Okay, I want to speak the truth, but I do want to speak truth, and you'll know where I'm going in just a few minutes because of what I'm going to be talking about. I want to talk to you about these two eternal seasons. I want to talk to you about heaven and hell today, starting with hell. Uh, listen to these words, John 8, 31. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall, listen to this, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Okay? Know the truth. Say that with me, know. It's a beautiful word in the Greek. And it's not just like hearing the truth or hanging out with the truth or occasionally reading the truth or even worshiping a song that has truth in it. But God wants truth Psalm 51, in the innermost part of your being. Are you feeling that? Truth that unlocks, truth that liberates, truth that brings freedom, knowing the truth, perceiving the truth, truth in your heart, your guts, truth down uh, uh, in the most deepest parts, even in your emotions, God wants his truth. Knowing the truth, not just hearing or listening, but knowing the truth sets us free. So I want to talk to you a bit about truth today. I'm casting a long-term vision for you today. Hopefully, how many of you have ever had a five or 10 or 20-year plan? Come on, church, go with me this morning. Do you have a one-year plan? 
Come on. And I understand, you know, you, just, you write down plans and, you know, I, uh, we have a plan. We talk about a plan for the church year to year, to year and so forth and so on. I'm, I'm not as good with my own personal life, but I've heard people talk about a one-year plan and a five-year plan and a 20-year plan. It's good to have a plan, right? Well, I want to talk to you about a very, very long-term plan. Everyone say long, long, long. Long-term, like, like Connor's going to go out for a long, long, long pass right now. And I pray, don't let it hit the window. Oh, he got good hands, don't he? Good hands. Not a perfect spiral, but that was a little better, maybe better than last night. I want to talk to you about eternal seasons you choose, eternal life in heaven, eternal life in hell. I chose to do this for a reason today, and I'm going to get in that too in just a few minutes. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says this, he has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts. Eternity is in your heart. I don't care what anybody says. If they're living, breathing, if they've been born, eternity is in their heart. An atheist, eternity at some point was in their heart. Sometimes people's hearts gets hard. I mean, I lived a whacked out life for a period of time and got hardened and jacked up and you name it. But nevertheless, he puts eternity in our hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to the end. God has no beginning and he has no ending. God is not limited by time. He's not limited by your watch or your calendar. He's unlimited. He's not bound uh, by time because God is eternal. Say that word with me, eternal. He's not young or middle age or a senior citizen. He is called the ancient of age, but he is timeless. Man is limited. Man is limited. Kevin says this, man is limited by time, but made for eternity. You're going to live for eternity somewhere, okay? Uh, man has a beginning, but is made for the eternal. And in this life, man is going to be rewarded for the choices that you make right now for the good or the bad the good bad and the ugly man is responsible for what he does you can't blame it on someone else when you stand before God no we're responsible for the choices that we make right now in this life for the good or the bad for heaven or hell it's like kind of like life is like probation okay how many of you ever been on probation don't raise your hands <laughs> Last night, I started seeing hands go up. I'm like, so a couple, don't scare our guests, right? Probation. You know, somebody might be on probation today. Well, what is probation like? You, you stay squeaky clean during probation, and you could, should continue that after probation. The problem with after probation, some people just... Do some crazy stuff, right? You know what I'm saying? Just like, ah, oh, freedom. Well, this life is kind of like probation. Now, say this word with me, doctrine. Doctrine is a fancy word for teaching. It's important that you have good, sound doctrine. I don't typically always preach. If you're a guest today, I don't preach on hell all the time. Don't leave here and go, that ball-headed guy, you know, heart of city church, he just preached hell and brimstone. I don't preach hell and brimstone all the time, but it's important Eternity is for a long time. 
We're like little fat flowers that's just going to fade away. It's important that we talk about eternity. And so doctrine determines the health of a church. It determines the strength of his children. Doctrine determines the strength of the body and the power of the body of Christ. What you believe in God and about God and what you think God thinks about you is the most important information that you can have on the face of the earth. So you want to have good doctrine. You're going to live your life according to what you believe in God and the doctrine that you believe, the teachings that you believe. Uh, so I want to preach on good, I want to preach good doctrine, but good doctrine does tell the truth. Are you with me today? Okay. So you might get bent out of shape. I don't know. Somebody, everybody may be perfect with this understanding, but uh, of heaven and hell. And you know what? Uh, hell itself could be a whole series on its own if you just dive into that. But Kevin says this, Kevin Connor says this, good doctrine produces good Christians and good churches. We want Heart of the City Church to be a strong church in the teachings of Jesus Christ and the Word of God. Amen? Bad doctrine or no doctrine produces weak Christians and weak churches. So we want to talk about doctrine. I believe many want to uh, believe that there is no hell, okay? Uh, there's an old blues song that goes something like this. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Everybody wants to see Jesus, but nobody wants to die. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, in the same spirit, it's like this. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody really wants to believe in hell. You know, they don't really want to believe that, that, that hell exists. And I have news for you. That's what I'm talking about today. Folks have some really strange thoughts and beliefs on hell. And I think it's, it's important, at least one out of 52 weeks, isn't there 52 weeks in a year? That we're going to talk about this because it's so important. And sometimes I sprinkle it around, but I just thought, you know what? I want to make sure that you... Heart of the City Church have a clear doctrine understanding on hell, at least to some great degree today. Where does a belief or doctrine come from that there is no hell? Well, I think it comes from false teachings. Sometimes false teachings doesn't mean that the person may be intentionally teaching false, like I'm just going to lead people astray, but good intention still is not good enough. We need to live according to the God's word. God's word is absolutely final authority in our life. Let me speak for myself. Final authority in my life. And I hope it's final authority in your life. God's word, are you with me? If not, you can live all kinds of ways. But I, I encourage you that let the word of God be your true north compass. Amen. Second Peter, let me give you, you know, this, there's nothing new under the sun. Wrong teachings been around for a long time. 2 Peter 2.1 says this, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there, there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring into destructive heresies, even die, denying the Lord who brought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. Many will follow these destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covenants, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle and their destructive does not, destruction does not slumber. So it talks about destructive heresies, if I may say, destructive doctrine. 
Many may have great intentions, but it's important that we absolutely live, like I said, according to the authority of God's word. One thought, just one thought, anybody ever heard of universalism before? You've heard of that? Raise your hand. Okay, quite a few. So it's okay for me to address that. I'm going to address that if no one heard about it. But one thought of universalism, just one thought, is that somehow after death, okay, after death, a person can get right with Jesus and go to heaven. Okay? What's the problem with that? It's not Bible. Okay? Big problem. We, we, got, a, we got a problem, Houston. It's not Bible. If it's not Bible, I'm not buying it. I don't care how romantic it may sound, how cool it may sound. I, I don't care. You shouldn't care. Because it's not Bible, all right? I don't find it in the Bible. Another belief is hell is for a period of time, but not eternal. Got a problem with that. You know the problem with that? It's not Bible. Uh, it's time, you, there, there's a place where you can have cleansing and purifying, and, and finally Jesus will come and redeem you. And that's not Bible purgatory. That's not God's word. Uh, even the thought that hell is a, a place of annihilation, just you're going to be annihilated, just poof, and no suffering's poof, gone. The problem with that is that's not Bible. Okay, you following me? Yep. Three or four of you are. Okay, here we go. Here we go. No, I, I know you're listening. You may not always say amen because, well, you may not agree. I, I hope to convince you or, or, or you may be just thinking about it. If you're a guest today, you know, I don't want you to think that, you know, I just preach on hell all the time. I don't, like I said, but I do want to uh, address this subject. I feel like I want to always be a preacher of hope. And even though I will uh, be addressing hell today, it still has great hope in it. Eternal life is very important subject that we need to address. Why would one not us preach or teach an absolute clear doctrine teaching on hell. I think because man doesn't really want to believe that they could actually end up in hell. Are you following me? Okay. I believe that Jesus preached a very clear, everyone say clear. I believe that Jesus preached a real clear picture on hell. Did you know that Jesus talked about hell more than any other writers in the New Testament? Think about, I'm going to say that again. That's so good. You need to hear that. Jesus talked about hell more than any other New Testament writers. Why? Because it's so vital that the world, every person knows the truth about hell and how a person doesn't have to end up in hell and the way not to end up in hell. Jesus spoke on this. The world needs to know the truth of heaven and hell. Jesus, we sang it today. Remember we sang in the song that he took the keys of hell? And he did. The world needs to know that. The world needs to know that Jesus has conquered death and hell, and you don't have to go there. He came to set captives free. I got a little J-O-V. If you've not been around, J-O-V is this, J-O version. I just want to throw out a J-O version for you for a moment, okay? Following Jesus leads you out of two hells. Uh, jail, uh, 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 two hells. Go with me for a moment. I just kind of do that to get your attention. And it just kind of naturally comes out of me, Dwayne. I don't know. What? Two hell? Yeah, the hell that you can live in on earth, that you can make for yourself. 
because of the fallen world that we live in. And we're sinners by nature. You're born into sin, and then you choose to sin. There's not a person in this room that's not a sinner. And so you can create a living hell on earth. Jesus wants to deliver you out of that. And he wants to live, deliver you from a eternal hell after this earth. Are you following me? Okay. Jesus, he said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father. No one comes to the Father except G through Jesus. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. He is the way. He's not a way. He is the way. He's the, he's the way to eternal life. He's a way to paradise. Just think about this for a minute. He's a way to paradise. He's the way to life. He's the way to peace. He's the way to grace. Come on. He's the way to love. He is the way to blessing and healing. I mean, he is the way. I want to finish reading 2 Peter 2, 4 through 11 for a minute. It's going to, I think it's going to be behind me. Yes. It's going to be behind me. Just go with me because you can view God in one way and kind of like think, well, there's, there, you know, I, I view God this certain way. Obviously, since I view him this way, there could never be a hell. Let me read these scriptures right here to you for a moment. For God did not spare the angels. Did you hear that? For if God did not spare the angels who sinned but cast them down into, go with me, church. It's okay. You can say it in church. Here we go. Cast them down into, here we go. And delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. And did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood of the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly. And delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them, tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly, hallelujah, out of temptation to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. And especially those who walk according to the flesh and the lust of uncleanness and despise authority, they are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil, uh, speak evil to speak evil of dignitaries, whereas angels who are greater in power and might do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the Lord. That word hell in that scripture right there is to incarcerate an eternal torment. Listen to that word, eternal. Say that with me, eternal torment. You, you, you feel that? Okay, cast down to hell. Listen to what Jesus says about the enemies, talking to some different folks. And in John 8, 44, he says this, listen to this. You are, of the, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Listen to this real close. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. Look, look, look what Jesus says. Jesus says this about him, for he is a liar and the father of it. Okay? What do you think the enemy would lie about? Many things, but would he not lie about hell? Think about it just for a minute. Would he not lie about hell, the deception of hell, that hell doesn't exist, or hell is a cool place to go? Let's go party in hell. There's no partying in hell. Okay, you with me? Everyone smile. I'm not mad. 
It's kind of strange when you're talking about such a negative subject, but we're going to get to heaven. Everyone say amen. Amen. We're going to get to heaven just in a few minutes. Jesus speaks of hell, like I said, more than any other New Testament writer. He says this. This is the day the Bible says the son of man will judge the nations, okay? Maybe I don't have time to read all the scriptures. A lot of scripture reading today, but go with me. Maybe take notes. And by the way, please bring your Bibles. Would you can think about doing that? Amen? Um, he, he, he starts talking about judging the nations and say this with me, sheep and goats. I don't like goats very well. I had a goat, and the the goat seemed to be kind of like demon-possessed or something. If you have goats, if you have goats, I know Enoch has goats, and I bet you, where you at, Enoch? I bet you have really cool goats, don't you, bro? Seriously, I didn't. I was borrowing a goat to eat some blackberry bushes and stuff, and that goat, man, would get wrapped around the tree. I'd come home. Here's the tree. Here's the goat. His face is against the tree like that, and he, blah, blah. I'm like, a goat. Anyway, that's, that's for free. Jesus uses this word sheep and goats and he puts the sheep on his right hand in judgment which is this hand the other right and he says then the kingdom will the king will say to those on the right hand come you blessed of my father that's some good news right there look what you look, look. inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world amen come on somebody say heaven kingdom You know, I think heaven's tied in there. But look what he says to the goats. Look what he says to the goats. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed into, I want you to really hear words today, everlasting. Say that with me. Everybody say it with me. Good. Everlasting. Not temporary. Everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you did not take me in. Naked, you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, you did not visit me. Then they will also will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or prison, sick or in prison and did not minister you? He says this. Then he will answer them saying, surely I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. Pretty convicting scripture, right? Are you with me? And these will go away into, there's that word again, everyone say everlasting, punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. How many people would give thumbs up on, hey, I want some eternal life, amen? You would put your thumbs up, okay? All right? I'm not, I'm not down with the everlasting punishment, okay? Everlasting punishment, let me tell you what it means. Perpetual, forever, eternal, without beginning, and without end. It doesn't say for a season or part-time, 
or purgatory, or you can cut a deal after death. Are you with me? Everlasting. Let's move on. I think if Jesus taught this, we need to have ears to hear the truth of God's word. Jail, but God is love. Absolutely, he's love. God is good. He is good all the time. This is not saying that God's not love. Absolutely, he is love. He is good. Come on. He's righteous. He's judge. He's pure. He's sinless. He is light. But let me remind you, God is light, and in him there is no darkness. Okay? Listen. Evil, evil, sin, unredeemed, unregenerated, cannot be in the presence of God Almighty. Okay? Jay, I don't really like that. Let's talk about that for a minute. You're not God. You didn't make the rules, and you didn't vote him in, and you're not going to vote him out. I mean, let's fear God, you guys. Amen? All right. Let's, Let's line up with God's word and not try to manipulate him to fit some kind of of your own work. Are you with me? Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, let's read on a little bit. Everyone good with me? You mad at me? You're going to throw stones at me? I think it's important that we have clear doctrine, okay? All right. Matthew 25, 30. And cast the unprofitable. This is talking about the parable of the talents. The dude talking about the parable of the talents. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Look at that. Outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. All right? Pretty sad, huh? I don't want to be there, do you? Weeping? No. You're here, but you don't want to. Let me talk to you about gnashing of teeth just for a minute. It's used to denote an extreme anguish, an utter despair of men consigned to eternal punishment in hell. It's a snarling. It's a growling in the sense of biting. It's kind of like this. Oh, man, that was not the right decision. I can't believe I... Are you feeling me? Okay. Matthew 5, 22. But I say to you, that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Rekha, shall be in danger of counsel. For whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. There's a, another term, hell fire, okay? We see terminology like lake of hell, uh, lake of fire, so forth and so on. That, fire, that hell right there means hell everlasting punishment. Okay, let's flip to Mark just for a moment. Mark 9, 43 through 48. Mark 9, 43 through 48. It says this, if your right hand caused you to sin, cut it off. Now, how many, I got to just be honest with you. I don't think that Jesus wants you to go, if you sin, if your right hand caused you to just whack that off with a machete. Because if that's true, then we would be the church of the left hands. Because there's not a person. Are you feeling me? I mean, we'd be just like, hey, left hand of fellowship. Right? I mean, honestly, I think what Jesus wants you to know is, I mean, this gets your attention that he's passionate about us doing our best, walking 
our best, uh, trying to live a holy life, righteous before him, um, I, I don't think he wants you to cut off your hand. But I think he wants you to be intentional and understand the importance and how sin can impact your life. Are you getting that? Okay, go on. It is better for you to enter into life maimed rather than having two hands to go to. Is that? Oh, it's not behind me, is it? Okay, my bad. Everyone say help. Good, good, good. Into the, listen to this, into the fire that shall, look, I'm just giving you words and information of the scriptures when it come around this subject. It says, to go to hell into the fire that shall never be quenched. Here's some new terminology that I never want to face. Their worms do not die. That doesn't sound good to me. Okay, there's worms that do not die. I think he's trying to show us that what we're dealing with is something that is eternal, a place of torment, okay? It's not just annihilation. It's not that you're just going to, you know, go away, but this is, not, this is a very, very, very bad place, very bad place. It goes on to say, and the fire is not quenched. Worm doesn't die. Fire is not quenched. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter in life maimed than uh, having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire, which never will be quenched, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into the hell of fire, uh, hell fire, where there, the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Huh. Hell is a place for the unredeemed. The redeemed says so. The redeemed are those who've been bought by the blood and the death of Jesus Christ. I am the redeemed. If you're the redeemed, you should say so right now. <laughs> Go on. Hallelujah. Hell is a place for the unregenerated by the Holy Spirit. Hell is a place for whose name is not written in the book of life. You'll find that in Revelation. Hell is an actual place, okay? Hell is a place of torment. We've read some of it, fire, worms, lake of fire, gnashing of teeth. Hell was made for the devil and fallen angels, but the unredeemed will be there too. Everyone say, hell is bad. bad. It's bad. Let me give you some real clear, simple J-O-V, hell is bad (laughs) hell torment hell eternal hell no joke hell no party you may think that you're bad today be like i'm going to hell to hang out with the devil i got news for you he ain't concerned about hanging out with you at all you following me Hell is a very bad place. It's not a place of annihilation where you're just going to poop and no suffering. No, it is eternal. Hell is an everlasting damnation, eternal torment, suffering. Did we get it? Just say, that's enough, Jay, on hell. Cool? All right. I think it's important that we have a clear understanding of the scriptures of hell. Let me take just the next few about heaven. Okay, just, just some 
some beautiful things about heaven. 1 Timothy 2, 3 through 4. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all, uh, we should all come to repentance. I think that man has a choice. If man doesn't have a choice, then is there really true love? If there's no choice involved, then you, you're already a robot. But I think God gives us a choice because he is love, and he wants you to choose to love him and follow him. Why? Because God is good. Here's some good J-O-V right here. God is good. Heaven is good. Paradise is awesome. Okay? It was made for you and I. Remember, church, if you're a believer today, you're going to heaven. Good news. Huh? Heaven is a real place. Listen to this, Genesis 2, 4. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Deuteronomy 10, 14. Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God, also the earth with all that is in it. Heaven is the dwelling place of God and his elect angels. Heaven's also the everlasting home for the redeemed. The Bible talks about three heavens. The third heaven is where God lives. It's perfect. It's holy. It's paradise. Then you have heaven number two. That's the planetarian heavens. And you got heaven number one. That's the main point of the view of astron astronomic or atmospheric atmosphere that man uh, of heaven. Now, let me close with this. Here's some descriptions of heaven because I think it's worth saying and it's, I think it's beautiful. Can I read these to you today? Just some beautiful descriptions from, uh, from, uh, from uh, uh, Kevin Connor. Listen to this. Just listen. Everything will be transparent. That is no shadow or darkness or uncertainty. If you need any of these scriptures backing, you can go to Big Nate in the back and he can give you these scriptures. Amen. The worship will center around God and the Lamb eternally instead of any earthly temple and sacrifice. All who will be eternal light in the new heavens and the new earth and the new Jerusalem has no darkness or night there. How many know that God is the light? <laughs> Don't need to turn on no flashlights or, or, or flip on the switch. No unrighteous or unholy person shall ever be in the city. It is a righteous and holy city for the redeemed only. The river of life will be there proceeding out of the throne of God and the Lamb. The tree of eternal life will be restored to man in the heavenly paradise. Man lost it through failure to obey God's command. Now it is restored to all who obey. All the redeemed shall see his face. What's that going to be like? To see his face. And his name shall be in their foreheads. Man was driven out from the face of God because of sin. Sin is no more there. The redeemed shall worship and serve God and the Lamb eternally as king priest after the order of Melchizedek. Here's some brief descriptions that you would find in scriptures of heaven. Listen to these. Everyone say glory. glory. It's the glory. Thy presence and the right hand. My father's house. A place prepared. The presence of his glory with Christ. Heaven. Eternal life. Paradise, the third heaven, the city of God, 
the heavenly country, the new heavens, and the new earth, and the new city of Jerusalem. How many of you want to go to heaven? Amen. Amen. Would you stand? As you stand, I want to read final scriptures on heaven. How many of you have a little clearer understanding of hell today? If you thought that it was some make-believe place or maybe you could cut a deal or maybe it was for a season, I hope that you take heed to the scriptures of what Jesus said. Amen? Amen. I want to read, the, I, th I think these are beautiful scriptures in closing today. Revelations 21 1 through 8, just listen to this. Just kind of absorb this. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Listen to this. This is beautiful. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death. What do you think about that? No more death. How about this one? Nor sorrow. Nor crying. There shall be no more pain. Woo! No kind of pain. Wow. And you're not even on morphine. <laughs> right? You're on heaven. Amen. For the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to them, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in a lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. J.O., what do I need to do to go to hell? You just don't do anything. We're born into sin. If you choose not to believe, if you choose not to turn to Jesus, if you choose not to to repent, if you choose literally just to live for yourself, if you choose, Jesus, I, I don't believe. I, I, I don't believe what you're saying to Jay. Je he, he's not Lord. He's not Savior. We're just going to not exist. If you do nothing at all, I got news for you. That's not a good thing. Well, Jay, how do I get to heaven? Remember, heaven is awesome. But Jesus wants to have a relationship with you now. He wants to give you life and life more abundant now. You're born to be in a relationship with God now. And then forever in heaven. Amen. So how do you get to heaven? How do you begin a relationship with Jesus? You ask him, Lord, I surrender my life to you. Forgive me of my sin. I turn from my sin. You are my Lord. You are my king. You are my God. 
And the Bible says if you believe he's Lord and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. Man. I don't know about you, but I want a little Led, Led Zeppelin highway to heaven. I don't want no kiss talking about hell, amen, or ACDC, yeah. right? Amen. 